In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Cleveland. I'm here with Jeff Risden from Browns Wire. Jeff, how are you, sir? Oh, my pleasure to be with you. It's a, it's a beautiful day here in the States. I can't wait to get some preseason done and get ready for some regular season football, man. It, it, it's time. Well, Jeff, I thought since you cover two teams, you traitor, Browns and the Lions, you'd be the best person in the world to give a bit of a Lions uh, overview, how they're doing. I've done some research and it doesn't look like their preseason's going too well. <laughs> That's an understatement. Yeah, they have they have not looked good at all in the preseason. Some of that is by design. Their coach, Matt Patricia, simply doesn't care about the preseason. They have not played. Um, Matthew Stafford, the, the quarterback, did not play in the first two games. He played in the third game. Actually looked pretty good, but they have been very vanilla. If you, if you thought that the Browns' offensive game plan against the Buccaneers was vanilla, and it was, um, it, it's like, you know, banana split with, you know, triple sprinkles and, and all sorts of toppings on it compared to what the, the Lions have shown. So, that's uh, that, that's part of it. They're evaluating who they're going to get on their roster, and that's that's a big thing that you're going to see this this Thursday night is you know roster battles uh, for both teams, and I think that's going to create probably not going to be good football, but at least be compelling storylines. <laughs> Something about the fourth preseason game, anyways. Any players or three players we should be looking out for? Yeah, um, one of the players to watch, and he should get a lot of run, is is their rookie running back Ty Johnson. They actually just before we we recorded this, they just cut Zach Zenner, who is a huge fan favorite. He's he was their number four running back, uh, and that that solidifies it for the rookie. He's looked very good this this preseason. Very fast guy, brings a speed element. Um, he, he's sort of like if Duke Johnson was a really good runner as a running back. That's the general impression of him so far. So he, he's, he's done a very good job. Um, they, are, they have a, a roster battle as well at guard. Their, their battle is at left guard, not right guard like it is in Cleveland. And they don't know who it's going to be yet either. Um, it, it looks like the Browns have finally settled on Eric Cush. The Lions aren't to that point yet. Uh, they, they are still auditioning between Kenny Wiggins and Ode Ibushi and uh, Joe Dahl. And they're trying to see which one of those guys sucks the least to, uh, to start at their left guard spot. The rest of their offensive line is really good, uh, but that spot is uh, it's no bueno, my friend. It's, it's really not good. <laughs> uh, and, and then uh, one other one to watch, uh, Tease Tabor, their cornerback. He was a second-round pick in 2017. He has not played well. He hasn't played at all this preseason. This will be his first chance to prove that he, he deserves a third year with the team. We'll see how it goes. He is a, he's a, a cornerback who runs in the four sevens and he plays like he runs in the four sevens. Uh, so this, there's a lot riding on his performance, whether he's going to make it or not. Uh, they have some young corners that they like and are kind of intrigued by uh, rookie Amani Aruwarie from Penn state is a guy that Browns fans should know. Um, he was a guy that, that, that the Browns liked in the draft process as well. He's had a good summer, but they're, they're kind of competing for the same spot. So that's, that's another one to watch. Yeah. And, um, how do you think uh, the Lions will do this season? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, as you know, I am a Lions fan. I am from Cleveland. And, right, get uh, off the show. Get off. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you know, I, 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 the, the Browns' heartbreak was just too much for me, so I chose a team that couldn't even get to that level in the Lions when I was young, um, which probably wasn't a very smart choice. But 
they they are not going to be an easy team to beat. Their defense, their specifically the defensive front, is really good. It's versatile. Um, they call it multiple. They they don't run a three four four three. It's in it's indefinable what they're going to run, and it's very difficult to play against. And they've got some talent up front. Problem is, is that their offense doesn't look very good. Uh, if Matthew Stafford is the Matthew Stafford we saw last year, this team's going to go three and thirteen. I think he's going to be better than that. Uh, but they have very very thin depth at at the the offensive skill positions. That includes behind Stafford, where Tom Savage is their backup. Their their wide receivers beyond Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones uh, and what's left of Danny Amendola, they don't have an NFL receiver on the roster. Um, the Browns just cut Jalen Strong. He'd, he'd easily be the number four receiver in Detroit and could be the number three receiver in Detroit. That's that's how thin it is. So it's, it's going to be tough for them to outscore the opponent this year. I, mean, I, I don't want to get a record prediction, but I, I expect them to lose more than they win. Do you think um... – Hawkinson will play uh, this uh, Thursday. I doubt it. Uh, if he does, it'll just be a cameo appearance. And he, I tell you what, he's he's been good, man. He's he's a fun guy to watch. Um, it, it's it's too early to call him Gronk or Gronk-like, but man, when you watch him play, it's it's pretty easy to see to see the, the guy in the, the Patriots jersey out there too. They 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 took a lot of crap for taking him at the number eight overall pick. Thus far, he has looked like he should have gone higher than that. So they're very happy with that. Let's flip to the more exciting team, the Browns. What are you expecting to see a lot of on the Browns this week? You know, I, I want to see, first off on offense, I want to see the Garrett Gilbert versus David Blau battle go on. And I know that that is essentially resolved. I still think Blau can play in the NFL somewhere, uh, at least on a practice squad this year. So I want to see him get an opportunity to prove himself. I want to see the, those final receiver spots, you know, get settled. I want to see if Damon Sheehy Giuseppe can prove that he belongs on offense and not just on special teams. I want to see Seth DeValve get through a game without getting hurt. I want to see, I want to see Austin Corbett look like he could possibly have some NFL future at some position. But I haven't seen that at all this summer. But those are some of the things that I'll be looking at on offense. Defense, I want to see Sheldrick Redwine prove that he's an NFL player. He has been – for my money, the worst player that's still on the roster that's in Browns camp this summer. There's just nothing that he does well at an NFL level that I've seen. And I've been there in camp. I'll be at this game. I'm I'm, I'm very excited and intrigued to see if he can prove me wrong and shut me up a little bit because uh, I know there's a lot of fans that are really intrigued by him. He's just not – he has not looked anything like an NFL football player this summer. And I want to see something out of him that says that. I want to see Mac Wilson bounce back from a not-so-great game in Tampa Bay. And he hasn't been as dominant in practice as they've asked him to do more than just basic coverage things. Uh, so, so that's something else that I want to see. I'm not sure he's going to play a lot. Um, and then, then you, you get your, your, your end-of-the-roster guys, and, and it might be our last chance to see Jamie Gillen in a Browns uniform. Uh, I, I am convinced he is an NFL talent and, and should get a job somewhere. But uh, was really good, man. <laughs> there's there, There's – there's no, there's no shame in keeping Colquitt over him. But uh, I, I hope that the Scottish Hammer gets a proper send-off from, from the First Energy Faithful because uh, he's been a fun dude. He's been a good guy, and he's learned a lot. And uh, I, I, I hope he booms one 85 yards and, and everybody gives him a big applause. Mm. Kicks one out of the stadium, man. That'd be good. That'd be awesome. I would, I would love it. <laughs> Some of the battles I'm looking for is depth, defensive tackle. You've got Akul, Cole Davis, Brian Price. All could be fine for that last tackle position. Yeah, um, and, and I think 
I think Carl Davis probably has the best shot of that, but I, I've watched the, I, I took notes on him in their second preseason game. He winds up being near the play a lot, but he's never like actually doing anything in terms of making the play. And I wonder if that's going to hurt him from, from a guy who gets washed out some in, in price, but who also winds up making a few impact plays. I think Ekawale is safe. I think he's had a very good summer and I think he's, he's, he's going to make it. Um, Deborah Lawrence, my goodness. Um, and, Anytime a guy gets his own press conference in the last week of practices, you're probably a pretty safe bet that he's going to make it. He's proven to be an impact performer and, and has given even more depth. Um, will Trevon Coley make it? That's, that's another question that we have to ask ourselves. And uh, I think he has something riding on the line there in, in this final game. Yeah, that's, it's, it's weird that this Browns team has so much depth at positions where a year ago they were terrible. You know, you look at wide receiver. They're cutting guys who are going to go – and, and play somewhere else. Defensive tackle. They're cutting guys who are going to go and play somewhere else. How crazy is that from where we were, you know, 15, 16 months ago when, uh, when we had Kenny Britton, Corey Coleman, and, you know, Trevon Coley and, and what's left of Danny Shelton is, is the depth. Uh, it's come a long way, man. Yeah. I think a wide receiver, Willies, Ratley, Hyman, all fighting for that wide receiver place? Yeah, I, I think that they're going to give it to Ratley just because he does have the, the draft status. And he, he did play a little bit last year. He looked good. He was looking good before he, he had the hamstring injury this summer. So I, I think he's going to get that. Hyman is probably playing for the practice squad, and I think that's okay for him. Uh, that, that's, quite, quite frankly, a better outcome than he probably expected when he got to Cleveland. So I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that Ratley has that sewn up. And, and the release of Jalen Strong, to me, says that for sure that Derek Willies made it uh, with DJ Montgomery going on IR. I, I think that's a pretty easy, easy math to do. And it, it leaves that one last spot. I can't see them keeping Sheehy Giuseppe just as a return specialist if he doesn't offer anything on the, on the offense. So I, I think Ratley gets it almost by default there. But Hyman, Hyman's definitely playing for his NFL future there, even if it's on a practice squad. And then you've got uh, Braxton Miller as well, who could just get that last wide receiver position. Yeah, you know what? I don't know what to make. I haven't seen him yet. Um, I covered him in Houston. Uh, before I did the Lions wire, I did the Texans wire. I lived in Houston. Uh, it's the beginning of his career down there. I know that he has cachet with Ohio State fans, and I get that. But the guy that I saw in Houston could not stay healthy long enough to learn how to play the wide receiver position. That, that was a problem for him at Ohio State. He got hurt a lot. That's why he, he moved on. He's very electric as a mover. But the problem is one of the big problems that he had in Houston was that he would take like four steps to go one step uh, where other receivers would go. There was just so much herky jerkiness to his action that it was inefficient and he wasn't getting open in time. If he's cleaned some of that up, he does have good hands. He does have good vision. Uh, he, he is a good runner after the catch. So he does offer those things, but he's got to prove that he can get open in an efficient manner and stay healthy on the field. Freddie Kitchens in his press conference today was asked about him, and he said so far he likes what he's seen in that Braxton has, has picked up the offense well, which is a good sign. But uh, it, it's hard to see him coming in and making a splash and taking a roster spot in, in what, eight practices? But you never know. I mean, if, if he if he shows enough, that, that door is open for him. Yeah. Mate, I think the, the last position, well, actually there's a couple more positions. Tight end, we mentioned Seth DeVals. Do you think he's got enough minerals to get it? Or does the lack of fullback mean he's definitely on the roster? I, I think that because he did play fullback in Tampa Bay and he's the only guy who's doing that now that Orson Charles is gone, I think that is his role. If he can stay healthy through a game, which I'm not sold that he can do, but he's got his shot there. 
know, Pharaoh Brown to me is another guy that's firmly on the bubble. He had a rough game against Tampa Bay. He just can't afford to do that. If you're a receiving tight end, you can't make mistakes in the receiving game. And he did that twice. He had a drop. He had another one where he ran the wrong route uh, and it caused an incompletion and a bad throw from Baker. Those things can't happen if you're fighting for a roster spot. So he's probably playing for his spot, but I, I kind of think the valve has it as long as he's healthy. Mm. And then right at the back of the roster, the cornerback position, number five and six, you've got Pipkins, T. Thomas, Gaines, Jackson, Donnie Lewis. You know, there's all these uh, cornerbacks fighting for them uh, last couple of positions. Yeah, I, I think Gaines is safe. Uh, he's played a lot with the first team when, when Ward and Greedy were not running with that. So I think he's safe. Tavir Thomas is a guy that I like a lot. He's from West Michigan, which is where I live. He's local for me. I watched him in college at Ferris State. I'm rooting for him. He was a special teams demon at the end of last year. That role has kind of been taken away from him, and he's not he's just not an NFL caliber corner at this point. So I, I think he's probably looking at the practice squad. That, that, that other last spot, you know, is it going to be – Robert Jackson has looked really good on special teams, and he's made some plays in the passing game. He is going to be a guy that's interesting to watch. I don't think he's going to make the team. I wonder if they're going to be able to get him through to the practice squad or if he's going to get claimed by another team. He is the kind of player who other teams will look at. So I think he's probably auditioning as much for the other teams as he is for the Browns on, on Thursday night. And, Jeff, why did you say that? Um, just, I, I think that they're set with what they're going to do in the secondary. There's just not that many open spots. He has athleticism. He has ball skills. He has attitude. Um, and and that, that, that's meant as a good thing, as a compliment. He, he's, he's very sure that he is an NFL cornerback. And if he makes a bad play, there is no doubt in his mind that he's going to go back and make the next one. And that's not something that every young cornerback has. And, and he has looked very good on special teams, both in practices and in the preseason games. So I think that's going to get him onto a 53-man roster. I just don't think it's going to be in Cleveland. Very interesting. Jeff, last question before you shoot off. What's your prediction on the score? Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to guess that Greg Joseph misses a field goal to lose the game. That's, that's why uh, they'll lose uh, 17-16. And they will purposely set it up so he gets a chance to kick it and he will miss it. That's, that's my bold prediction for the game. Jeff, you're an evil man. I can't believe you said yes, I know it. I know it. <laughs> it's preseason. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Uh, any articles coming out in the next couple of days we should be excited about? Uh, yeah, we've got uh, – we will have a prediction on who's going to make the roster and who's not. But also um, we're looking at guys on other teams who could get cut, who could come in, and, and the Browns could claim them, and they could possibly shake things up. After the roster cutdown on Saturday, there's uh, quite a few guys that I got in my eyes on, including one uh, one former personal favorite of mine from the secondary who went to Houston and probably won't make the team down there. Y'all can do a little research on that. Who's that? Brian Body Calhoun, uh, one of my very favorite NFL players. He has not had a good go of it in Houston. They are not probably going to keep him, and uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him back. Though I'm not sure that door is open, but uh, he, he will definitely be on the list of players to watch from other teams that get cut. The, the Browns fans should have some interest in. He's been cut once. I know we've seen uh, Mida come back, but surely his time at Browns is done. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I, I think that door has closed on him. Um, great guy. 
very inconsistent player, and I think the bad BBC probably has hurt his status enough that he's not going to be back in Cleveland. And there's no ex-Browns on the Lions roster at the moment, is there? Uh, no, not really. Um, I, I, I don't see anything there, now. All right, Jeff, it's an absolute pleasure. Where can people find your details? Yeah, find me on Twitter at Jeff Risden. That's R-I-S-D-O-N. You can find my work at Browns Wire. If you want to look at the, at the opposing view, you can look at Lions Wire. And we've got a lot of stuff coming on both things um, over the next few days. And uh, please check it out. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Keep doing the great work. Love reading your stuff. It's always to the point, concise, and uh, very easy to read. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Hey, thank you. My pleasure.